Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast. My name is Craig Smith and this week I've been elevated from the practice squad to take on hosting duties for our Tuesday crew review show. And what a show we've got lined up for you. If you're uh, listening for the first time, welcome along. It's good to, uh, good to have you with us uh, as we take you through the week 10 highlights, deep fry them and serve them up to you, our Scottish listeners. As always, we've got a few of the crew on the pod to give us their thoughts on what was an epic week 10 of football. And tonight, we've got four of the very, very best. So, let's meet them. First up, he was questionable. He was questionable over the weekend. He was, uh, it was a game-time decision, but I'm delighted to say he's, uh, he's managed to suit up for the pod. Um, he was questionable with man flu, but he's here, and I'm sure that talking about his beloved Cleveland Browns will make him feel much, much better. Well, maybe not. It's uh, Brian Tonley. Brian, how you doing, mate? Who one? I'm not talking <laughs> about football. I'm on, I'm on a bye week. Uh, I, I refuse. I'm fairly certain there are rules against making me talk about football this week. Also, to be fair, who is this Craig Smith character smudger? <laughs> well, I, I never knew. I never knew we were in church. Is you, like, are you worried that you're? You can person? you can call me smudger, Brian. That's uh, all right. Yes. No. Well, all right, I'm, I'm <laughs> delighted. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, as much as I'm going to need to talk about it uh, later on in the pod, uh, but no. Yes, another another week of. Uh, but I've had an interesting week of football, to be fair. Uh, putting my putting my woes to one side. Some really interesting results on Sunday. Some really great games. Um, some crackers, um, including our, our fantastic game last night, Monday Night Football as well. Uh, but yes, no, buzzing. Delighted yeah. to be here. Uh, as much as I'm going to piss and moan later, but we'll save that little treat for the listeners later on in the pod. We can all wait. Cannot wait. <laughs> cannot wait. Cannot wait. Yeah, it was... Uh... A weekend of did not see that coming. Uh, I think a lot of our predictions were blown out the water. Um, if anyone listened to the pod on Thursday, don't, because pretty much everything we predicted would happen didn't happen. Uh, NFL, football, you know, just goes to show you can never guarantee anything. So <laughs> what can you do? Anyway, next up, we've got a resident arrowhead, the big chief, and annoyingly, our current fantasy league champion. Uh, usually Boo. always... Usually always makes sure on the video calls that he's got the trophy visible in the background. He doesn't actually tonight, so uh, there you go. Anyway, Studs, how you doing? Good to see you, mate. Oh, he's turned the camera so we can see the trophy. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, buds? Yeah, mate, I'm uh, all good, man, all good. Uh, it's Brian, I think Brian kind of covered off a lot there, saying about how interesting the weekend it was. The Chiefs are now gearing up for the number one seed in the annual Arrowhead Invitational. Is looking like it's <laughs> it's coming back again for the fifth year running. Um, so, listen, Bills lost, Chiefs won. You're welcome. Seed. You're welcome. By to the enjoy way, enjoy about that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I know, much appreciated. I did. I'm pretty sure I did pick the Vikes in my in my predictor, so I was fully on board with the Vikes this weekend. Uh, as I well. did too. It's about the only thing I got right, but uh, yes, I did pick them to win, but you know, you've got to pick your own team. Anyway. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And ju just, just on your predictions part, Smudger, to say that we didn't get anything right on, on Thursday. Oh, I know I what's coming. Point out, <laughs> fantasy football, 
I'm pretty sure I did pick a certain Giants running back to absolutely smash it this weekend. And unfortunately for Brian, my prediction came absolutely true as I dominated him with the LP Snake one. I'll I'll say once again. Boo. <laughs> you were you were spot on. And and to be fair, even the week that we weren't quite spot on, we did say we said Mixon, Mixon, take Mixon. Yeah. So I, I'm counting that as well. So so we've been spot on every pod so far. There you go. Anyway, okay. anyway. nailing running backs, we can't do anything <laughs> else. I know, that's it. It's the only thing we're good for. So, alongside studs, we've got the founding member, possibly only member of the Arbroath Saquon Barkley Appreciation Society. I'm sure that Saquon himself has been quoted to say he wishes he had calves like him. It is, of course, Jamie Murdo McLeod. Murdo, how are you doing, mate? Oh, I am absolutely fantastic, Craig. Thanks. So, what a weekend. A Giants win? A Cowboys loss and an Eagles loss. It doesn't get any better. Certainly doesn't. Certainly doesn't. Not not if you're a fan of the G-Men, that's that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Playoffs pretty much guaranteed now. I was reading a predictor today and I think it's like 98% certain that they're making the playoffs. So, I'm buzzing. Join, join, that, join that the club, percent, mate. Join the club. 2%. <laughs> there, may, there may be a, a wee addition to the tattoo. Super Bowl champs. <laughs> Right, you've all heard that. Li- you have heard that all live on the pod. It's, a, it's recorded, gentlemen. If they get anywhere near a Super Bowl, but the, the bold Murdo is going to be getting a full back piece, Saquon, <laughs> Saquon's face, his whole back. It's it's going to happen. Outstanding, outstanding. And anyway, to top it all off, we've got a, a slightly cheerier than usual looking cheesehead with us. I wonder why that could possibly be. It's uh, Mr. Liam McGee. Liam, always a pleasure, mate. You must be uh, must be pleased to finally see your uh, Packers uh, getting rid of that five-game losing streak. Ah, oh, yes, indeed. Brilliant win. To have a, a winning weekend, always... <laughs> It's so rare these days, apparently. So did, did we all have a winning weekend? Ash? Oh no, sorry, no, didn't, not not quite, not not quite. All had so a close. winning weekend. So close, Just, sorry, so, so close. <laughs> Everybody's lucky this isn't a video; they can't watch me cry. <laughs> right. So, so don't know what the Phoenix is for your man flu or your or your tears. Ah, <laughs> uh, right, boys. First off, how how good is a sport? How how good is the NFL? It, it never fails to surprise us, but I think it's safe to say weekend had just about everything. Like it, it had so many surprises, so many things that happened, so much to talk about, massive upsets, major comebacks, and just loads of just plain never seen that happening in a million years. So let's let's jump straight into it. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills against the Minnesota Vikings. Bills at home, you know, all week there was doubts over whether Josh Allen's going to start. Then he does start. And we think, you know, it's going to follow the same script as normal. The, the Bills looked pretty good. Josh Allen started doing Josh Allen things, moved the ball well, rushed the ball well. You know, Singletary had a brilliant first half, two touchdowns in his own, and from my point of view, I'm watching it. The Vikes are going in trailing at half time and think, oh, this is this is just going to go the way that it normally does. Um, and then, you know, second half started, the Bills come out again, they take a little bit more of a lead, and you think, right, that's it, game's done. And then we get about two minutes before the end of the third quarter, and everything just totally, totally changed. 
unbelievable. I mean, that that last fourth quarter alone was just utterly, utterly ridiculous. Um, I don't even know where to start. There's just so much that happened in that game. Um, but, you know, Cook rushing to kind of bring the Vikes back to life um, at the end of the third quarter. And you thought, brilliant, game on. You know, here we go. Um, and then after that, we do we do Vikings things, you know, because we can't have good things happen to us in life. We score another touchdown and then we do the most Vikings thing in the world and we doink the extra point. And then you're like, right, we're tra- you know we're trailing four points now. What do we do? And then we've only got you know our final drive of the game. Last thing that we can possibly do is is chuck the ball. It's looking like you know what were we fourth and fourth and eighteen? The only thing we can do is is, is chuck the ball. And and Cousins comes up with a throw to Jefferson that he he's just got absolutely like no right whatsoever to catch. I mean, it's just, I've watched it so many times. He's kind of one-handed catch. He's got the the defender all over him. How he caught it, I will, I, I just, he's just unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. The thing is, the defenders actually got both hands on that ball. And I, I Jefferson don't... just got the hand in there and went, give me that. Give me your lunch money. <laughs> give me everything you own. Goodbye. My ball. And yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> See, he had no right, no right whatsoever. It was, These are the voyages of the Minnesota Vikings. It's annual mission to explore strange new football grounds, <laughs> to seek out new ways to snatch victory, and new ways to disappoint Shaney, to boldly go where no other cousin has gone before. <laughs> Captain Cup, man. Captain Got it, Cup. God, love it. It's, he, ah, he's iced out. Iced out every day. The man, the man's got more jewellery than an eight Samuels. He's loving his life at the minute. And uh, JJ, look, he's a special talent, and he's obviously got hands the same size as my torso. They just rip boys like that out of defenders' grasps. It's, it's, it's like you say. What, what does this sport bring to the table? That's what it brings to the table. Games are like that's it wrapped up. If you're you're the <laughs> the Bills social media man. You've already been on the Twitter. You've that already was brilliant. seen this big fourth down Did stop. You... <laughs> delete, 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 delete. Quick, get up, get up. Well, somebody screenshotted it. That was funny. That I mean, that just goes to show you as well. I mean, it's you know things that you just I never thought in a million years that that was going to happen. You know. We came up short and then Cousins, you know, it's like, he's so close. His shoulder's nearly down. You're like, did he get it? Did he get it? No, nope, didn't get it. You know, ball gets turned over. You're like, right, it's done. It's done. This is it. You know, game set match. And then say, how, how they fumbled it? it just look at it, look at it at the screen, you know, as it's unfolding in front of you. And it's just sheer disbelief. But, you know, this pile of bodies going and it's like, we scored a touchdown. Like, we could actually, like, we could actually have won this game. And then Genuinely still doing Vikes things after it, you know. The, the, Genuinely the one of the only bits of the games that I could do is, like, take the ball, pass it between your legs. He's not, he's not pitching it back. Not that, yeah. no, no, no. Pick it up, put your hand between your legs and hand it to the other guy. Somehow, somehow you mess that up. It's, uh, it's incredible. I thought there was loads of ones like that. That sounds like an off-season challenge for you, Brian. How, how many snaps can you do that? <laughs> just in a row, just passable. Let's, let's pass some D lineman to um, face Brian yeah, and yeah. see how he holds up. <laughs> even, even just before that, as well, like you know, Cook, Cook drops the ball 
And it's it's not even that difficult to pass, you know. And the week before, he's doing like one-handed catches, ridiculous catches in the end zone, and then he gets given like a pass to basically have a walk-in touchdown, brilliant, and, and he drops it, and that's what puts us in that spot where we absolutely have to get it. And then say Cousins comes up short, and you think they're going to get the ball back, they're going to get the ball back here, you know. And it's the Bills, you know, charge down the fields, get a field goal over time, and again, Vikes just bad things. Good things can happen to us. We're going to end up doing it again. Um, just honestly, every single emotion, I think, watching that game as, as a Vikes fan, it was just say unbelievable. It was it was up there with like Minneapolis miracle stuff. Um, really was just a tremendous, tremendous game of football. Um, sadly, we didn't see Daddy Cousins on the plane either. I was I was hoping that Kirk Thuggins <laughs> was going to make another appearance, you know. But um, I saw I saw Patrick Peterson rightly got a wee shot at you know dangling the chains and the bling and everything else because yeah, see he was brilliant too. Two crucial, crucial interceptions. Um, so. Yeah, I know Cousins, he was far from perfect. He wasn't perfect in this game. He had a good game. He threw some brilliant passes. He is a bit of a, he's a, he's a bit of a Marmite quarterback. He did, yeah. The one, the one in the first quarter, um, he, he chucked a ball over KG Osborne that was just like ridiculously too high for him. He was never going to get it through that interception. You know, we could have gone up, you know, got a, at least a, a field goal, even a touchdown to bring the game level. He didn't perform perfectly, but also, you've got to give him credit. Some of the throws he did make and some of the, you know, okay, the, the question's got to be asked, is, is Cousins, has he improved? Is it just that Jefferson is that good? He's just, you know, gone to that next level. We all knew he was brilliant. We all knew he was a tremendous wide receiver. Has he just gone to that next level and he's kind of carrying Cousins a bit? Or is it a mix of both, the, the change in coaching staff? What do you think? To be honest, I, I, like, I've been having a look into Kirk Cousins um, today because I think he gets a bit of a raw deal for for the numbers agreed. he puts up. Because like, his last four, four, four full seasons with the Vikes he's had, he's had three seasons over 4,000 yards, you know, like three seasons over 30 touchdowns. If he was a trendier name, he could be looking at contracts like $40, $50 million a year, you know? I, I, I think Kirk's brilliant. When you look at the touchdowns this season, JJ's got four, where Cousins has thrown 14. So he's not, it's not just JJ he relies on. So, no, I, I, think, I think there has to be a question of does Kirk Cousins fall into an upper-tier quarterback now? Mm. I'd, I'd agree with that. You look at, we've got the, 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 the weekly statistic. Uh, this is what we wish we could share with the, with the listeners. Uh, Stu loves loves a graph, loves a statistic, and one of the ones that he's been sharing with us, uh, this week is just looking at um, offensive lines, how effective pass protection is, how PFF's grading them, all the rest of it. And the Minnesota Vikings are bang average. They are they are pretty much when you look at the graph, they are about as in the middle as in the middle can be. So it's not like Kirk is stood there behind some, you know absolute legend elite tier O-line that's given him so much time to let plays unfold. Yep, JJ's incredible. He does incredible things. But like Murdo says, he's not, it's not like it's a crutch and, you know, it's where all his touchdowns are going. He's spreading the love. Um, yeah, okay, we're always going to come back to it and I'm going to nip in before somebody else does. Can he do it in prime time? Can <laughs> Kirk Cousins do point. it on a Monday night? Can he do it <laughs> on a Monday night? 
Like I, I think I think that's why the, the the Bills wanted that game tied. The Bills wanted that to keep yeah. going because the longer they kept Kirk on the field, the closer and closer it got to prime time. And then you were going to fall apart. Um, you can't get much more prime time than that. I mean that that was a good test for him and at least you know Yeah, it, he stood up. The, the pressure is like eight and one, you know, the, the pressure's off a little bit, you know, as far as the division's concerned, you know, you look at the games that we still got to play. I mean, do you think after this game, you know, leading up to it, we were all like, oh, if Allen doesn't play and the Vikes go and win, then yeah, very good, but they're not, they're not legit. And we talked about it in the Thursday show as well. It's like, if the Vikes play the Bills and Josh Allen plays, are the Vikes legit? Studs, what what do you think? You you, you raised the point of Thursday. Do you think we can consider them legit now? I, I think you're crazy not to. They've just went into Buffalo's own backyard and and beat them off the park. Do you know what I mean? They've just, <laughs> to, to use what I said earlier about JJ, they've went in and stole their lunch money. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They've just basically went, we're taking over. So for me, I think, what, are they now tied first in the NFC after last night's result? Yep. yep. Yep, side first, so, eight and one. Yep, good, good for that bye. I for the number one seed. Can Philadelphia bounce back? Well, that's it. They go for that bye, get get home games, and in January, who knows what could happen? But they're yep. absolutely legit. Uh, we'll see what happens. Say that strength, that, that was lost. It blows. Um, yeah, strength of schedule. The Vikes have got. I'm just trying to figure. Yeah, it's there's not a, not a great deal in it. Uh, between the, the Vikes in Philadelphia in terms of strength schedule left. Um oh, games against the Giants are gonna be crucial, Murdo. Gonna be gunning for noise. Both teams have got a game against the Giants, so they can yeah. both put up an L for them. Yep. <laughs> Hang that L. But also, I mean the, it's also the, not a prime time uh, prime time with the Patriots as well in there to test cousins out a bit more. That, that is a prime time yeah, I think with, with the Bills losing, I mean, yeah, AFC it's East, it's, it's wide open. We'll, and we'll get on to that because that, that's going to be an interesting division. But anyway, lots to go through. Good good win for the Vikes. The Bills, say, they move on. Still 6-3, and three, loads to play for in their division as well. Anyway, next up, first ever NFL game to be held in Germany. Und es war sehr gut, sehr, sehr gut. Tom Brady's back. Boys, he was brilliant, wasn't he? Absolutely brilliant. So much fun watching this game. So many good things. Like the, the crowd were brilliant. You know, the, the Allianz looked absolutely incredible. Um, you know, a couple of the guys we know that, that were at the game just raved about the build up to it. Uh, just so jealous looking at like some of the photographs of like all the, the big, you know, German pubs with all the fans in them. It, it just looked Absolutely incredible, but um, studs, what, what did you make of the game itself? For me, I think you've mentioned that the atmosphere looked absolutely unbelievable from the crowd singing the John Denver songs halfway through the third or fourth quarter, I think it was. Seahawks players absolutely loving it as well during the game, and then the game itself for me really boils down to two highlights the first one being Tom Brady. The wide receiver, not the quarterback, the wide receiver. <laughs> out, of the, out of the side, play off Larry, try to throw him a pass. <laughs> it's just ridiculous to think Tom Brady at 45 trying to outrun a rookie cornerback. It's never going to happen. Um, so to throw that pass up to him was just ridiculous. And then he's, he's quite blatant trip after it. Um, was just he made it even better. 
And then the second highlight for me is just Rashad White, absolutely obliterating uh, Diggs in the Seahawks' defence. Bullied him into next week, and the stiff arm itself was that was better than Derek Henry's. For he, he pushed him into next week. It was brilliant. Oh, <laughs> so oh. good. Utterly obscene. Uh, re- really, really entertaining game. I, th- I think pro- probably the best two-minute warning ever, like you said, that the whole crowd's doing country roads uh, was just one, one of these things that, you say, to, to be there and actually be part of that must have been absolutely incredible. But yeah, we see Brady's back. He had an absolutely brilliant game. The Bucks sitting top of the NFC South. Okay, you know, five, five and five. But... Um, you know, if they can continue with that uh, that momentum. The other thing, studs, we never mentioned it. Just things that we never seen coming in a million years. Julio Jones played. He actually played a game of football. Scored a, scored a touchdown. And he scored a touchdown. I can't believe we've not covered this. You know, this this is a man that has basically sat <laughs> on, on injured reserve or, uh, you know, questionable for every single team in our fantasy league for the past, what, two years? Um, yeah, Julio's back. So, yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the waiver wire, because of course he is. Now the yep. question is, who will be the brave person to pick him up? He's, he's Those fantasy up. football waiver wires, <laughs> you're in a, if you're in a deeper league, in a big league, do you take it? Julio Jones is currently oh. on something like 30 on, I'm not doing the maths, he's on about 30 points for the season. 13 of them came last night. Uh, Sunday night even <laughs> well is it, it's the bye week is he going to get fitter is he going to get faster is you he never gonna... know you never know is he going to do some high knees you know take take a leaf yeah. out of uh, Russell Wilson's book but, um... get that Wolverine blood yep anyway it was a yeah so so loss for the Seahawks they did, they did play a terrible game but you know still top of the NFC West yeah but they've got the 49ers breathing down their necks and they've still got to play them so you know, it's not it's not all doom and gloom for the Seahawks, certainly, um, as far as their concerns. Um just just one other thing, Studs. There was some eagle-eyed fans that spotted a billboard at the side of the motorway near the airport at Munich, and it hinted that maybe next year the Kansas City Chiefs might be the home team playing at the Allianz next time out. Yeah, uh, excited at the prospect of that. I think, I think we've lost all maybe lost. Okay, Brian, are you excited at the prospect of that <laughs> as, uh, well, as a football I'm, I'm, lover? Listen, <laughs> as, as a football loving gentleman, if, and it's the it's the nightmare of uh, my, my, my profession as a teacher, that if I could get away with uh, a trip to Munich, or a trip to anywhere in Germany, I don't know if it's going to be Munich next year, I can't quite remember where it's going to be in Germany, um, but oh, the, you know, as we said, you've seen the atmosphere, you've seen the, the place, you, you heard, you know, they heard them singing, it was incredible. Uh, you know, being in the London Games this year, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, would love a wee chance to visit Germany as well, have a bash, see what the see what the chat is over there. We know how big uh, the NFL is in Germany, so it's no big shocker Huge. to anybody. And yeah. to get to see a you know a mid-tier team like the Chiefs is just something I suppose I would suffer. And uh, we would just need to get on with it. <laughs> Yeah, no. Ho- hopefully, as I say, they, they continue because it was a brilliant, brilliant spectacle to watch. Everyone raved about it. Great advertisement for the NFL. So, yeah, let's let's see who ends up being there next year. Right, next up, Green Bay Packers. They beat the Cowboys. Another never seen that coming in a million years. I think we all thought Cowboys defense against the Packers, who were in disarray going into this, but somehow 
Liam, they won. I know. What did you week, What did you make of it? That's probably the first weekend. I was like, I, I might, I'll just watch it because I'll watch it. You know, no, no, no um, expectations at all. So I'll take it. Went against, that, went against Cowboys and coming back from what twenty fourteen down in the late in the third quarter. So cannot complain. Suddenly, suddenly our our defense can score. I'm uh, sorry, our offense can score some points for once. Um, I know. And no interceptions from Rodgers since like last week. So I know. But we, we had the Aaron Rodgers of old. And um yeah, the last week we, we thought the you know the cheese had gone a bit mouldy, just just plain bad. This this week maybe not. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's a nicer <laughs> cheese. Maybe, maybe it's a maybe, maybe it's a maybe yeah, maybe the mould's just a blue cheese, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's still just it's still all right. It <laughs> just scrape it off. Stir it up. St- still <laughs> edible. Um but yeah, I mean look, Green Green Bay Packers. That, you know, you had guys like Christian Watson had an absolutely brilliant game. You know that that could really, you know, kind of kickstart their season a little bit. Uh, I know that you know coming in, you've you've talked up Watson a lot. I've I've seen you've you've tried to um, do a wee trades offer for me a couple of times for Christian Watson. Uh, okay. Hadn't I'll, I'll gone unnoticed. <laughs> um, yeah, he's still he's still sitting on the bench in my team. But I, I wish I wish I'd played him this week. I tell you. Um, so yeah, I say not all doom and gloom for the Packers as well. Four and six, um, second in the NFC North. Can, can they kick on from here? Do you think? Don't know. It's still still as as I was saying when I was in the previous pause. Uh, still a tough schedule ahead. Still got Titans next, and then the Eagles. But I suppose after this weekend, the Eagles aren't looking so daunting as as they were. So so there's there's hope for once after five weeks of a. Uh, this is it. This is it. The commanders might have, you know, found found the key to kind of unlocking the the Eagles' deal a little bit. So, yeah, let's let's see what happens with the Packers. But no, brilliant win, as I say. It was another unexpected win. I think uh, we all I think fancied the Cowboys to to win comfortably in that one. But again, just shows you you can never never predict what's going to happen in the NFL. Similarly, and now just like uh, just like Dondre, we're going to move swiftly on to the next game. See what I did there. See what I did there? Did you like that one? <laughs> the Lions against the Bears. Never seen that one coming in a million years. Number four, I think this one is. Mordo, this was a this was a funny game as well. You know, you know, coming into you know Justin Fields getting loads of praise for the, the previous game, you know, making some brilliant, you know, brilliant touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, the way he was throwing the ball, starting to look like the complete package. Um, still continue to impress in this one, but the, you know the Lions at the end of the day got got the win. Yeah, well, this was a, the St Brown Bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly the St Brown Bowl. Equinemius and Amon Ra, so the, the the brothers facing off against each other. So yeah, to be honest, like going into this game, you're thinking to yourself, like obviously Fields is looking looked quite good the past couple of day games, looked quite impressive, looked quite exciting. And to be fair, the, the Lions have been a good watch all season. Not very, not very good, but have <laughs> been decent enough to decent enough to watch. Quite entertaining. So, no, it was a, it was a good watch, and ultimately come down to a, a missed extra point. Um, Lions looked dead and buried going into the fourth quarter. They were twenty four ten down, but just got a bit of heart, you know. I think the biggest talking point though has to be about Justin Fields. I thought what a stat line he put up um, on on the ground, but not too much through the air. You know, he's um, the, the, uh, had the two touchdowns to co-commit um, and put up 167 yards. 
but like he's only broken a like, two hundred yards once this season. So for me, I'd I'd be wanting to see my quarterback throw a bit more. Like when he's running about, it's great to watch, but when you see the size of him compared to some of these these guys on the defensive line, my heart would be in my mouth every time he took off. But like his, the, when you watch him in the pocket, he's so impressive. Like, um, did you take his final touchdown? Um, breaks the breaks the sack, and then trucks over two guys to get into the end zone. So like his running ability, there's no question about that. But for a quarterback, you need to be able to throw the ball. Yeah, and I'd be wanting to see a quarterback over two hundred yards at least more than once in in a season. But I think I think both of these teams have got probably a bit. Of, you know, a bit, a bit of potential for the future. I, I would say like, the Lions are a couple of pieces on defense, maybe, and a quarterback away from being a pretty decent side. I, I would say so. Like, I mean, it's it's a bit like the Bears as well. We've talked about them. You know, the, the Bears are, they're gearing up for next season. They're, they're going to be a different different prospect next year um, with the amount of you know picks they've got, the amount of, you know, uh, spare cash that they've got. Uh, it's going to be a very different NFC North, I think, next year. Um, mm. Yeah, the, the Lions, again, yeah, they're one of these teams that you're, you're kind of rooting for. Um, I think you're absolutely right. You're, you're spot on. They've been unlucky with injuries as well. Um, you've got to mm. you know, you've got to consider that as well. Um, but you know, the stats don't lie when it comes to Justin Fields. You know, rush for 147 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, stats don't lie, but I, I agree with what you're saying. You know, r- running quarterbacks... You know, at some point he's going to take a, a pretty hefty hit, and you know, you could you could end up seeing yeah. him getting injured. Hopefully not. Be, but, yeah. Like how like, it's it's particularly you know quarterbacks the is the the linchpin position of your whole offense, and oh, we've seen it with the Ravens. The Ravens have tried to get Lamar throwing more and running less. A lot of people criticize it because he is so good with the ball in his hands. Um. Oh, it's like Murdo's spot on. It's great to watch. You watch the run, and it's like Madden. It's fantastic. It's, it's like Murray. These kind of quarterbacks so entertaining yeah. to watch. Like I said, I just absolutely love the way he dropped over them two defenders, and like just because he's so small as well. Like I guess what makes it even more impressive. I don't know his exact size, but I'd say he was probably around six one, maybe. And like he's positively he's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, compared to big guys like you, Brian, I oh, absolutely compared to the, the mountains like myself. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I, I, I think the the, the lines are a good are good six guys to watch as well. Three, six, six foot three, go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I yeah, consider I, I consider anything them. anything over five foot two. I consider pretty lofty. <laughs> I mean, come on, two hundred and thirty <laughs> pounds. <laughs> He's six foot three, two twenty seven. He's a unit. I'll show you how that we would consider Aye. something that small. They just they just look weak in comparison <laughs> to all these other games. Some linemen that weigh the same as like man mountains. I know. Feeling in comparison to the D line minute six six and three hundred and fifty pounds. So he's the same as a small car. Ridiculous! Ridiculous! 
Anyway, two-game winning streak for the Lions now, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. Two, two unexpected wins. You've got to say, but um, yeah, two two wins for the Lions. I mean, they're still, you know, they're three, they're three and six. NFC, NFC North. I, I don't, I don't think they're going to do anything this year. But I think they're, yeah, they're in a similar boat to the Bears. They're a few pieces away from being, hopefully, a pretty entertaining team at watch. You know. Uh, a, a more complete team. Uh, I, I was wrong at the beginning of the season. I thought the NFC North was going to be a really, really tight division. Uh, I think if if both the, the Bears and the Lions can find those kind of missing pieces, then yes, I think that could possibly be the case. But anyway, good win for the Lions. Brian, I'm sorry. I I need to do it. It was our one of our top five on the Thursday show. The Dolphins against the Cleveland Browns. We thought it was going to be entertaining. It was entertaining. We thought it was going to be high scoring. It was high scoring. Um, Unfortunately, though, you know, for the Cleveland Browns, they get down 39-17 against the Dolphins. What what did you make of it? You know, we'll start with the Browns. What what went wrong on the Browns side? This is the end. (laughs) My dearest (laughs) friend. The end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, we were absolutely howling. Uh, we just get hosed in every side of the ball. Um, sat, watched it live, cried into my wings. Um, don't get me wrong. We did, you know, bright spots. Um, we actually did reasonably well. You know, you go into the game and the big worry was, um, what are you going to do about those Dolphins wide receivers. What are you going to do about Waddle? What are you going to do about Hill? They are, bro, somebody can correct me, but I'm pretty sure they are like one and two in the league. And if they're not yeah. one and two in receiving yards, they're there about. They so must be right five. up there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and we did, you know, they were reasonably contained, but between the pair of them, 100 yards um, receiving. So you're like, oh, wow, okay, that must be great. And that, that sounds fantastic, but then you know when uh, when Mr. Wilson Jr. rushes for 119, uh, it paints a very slightly more depressing picture. Um, and to be fair, Tua was spreading the ball about. Um, you know, what I mean, he had what uh, four receivers over 30 yards on the day apiece. Um, and to be fair, as much as I'm saying we've limited Waddle, he did still come in with 66 yards. And then the, that terrifying Dolphins receiver, Sherfield. As I, as I Google them, um, was sat on 63 as well. But the more worrying thing for us was the nature um, of a lot of the receptions and na- the nature of a lot of the a lot of the gains that the Dolphins were making. You know what I mean? The, one of the Sheffield receptions was as easy as you like, straight up over the middle. Nobody was anywhere near him, clean in the middle of whatever you want. Um no, we had no idea how to scheme against them. We're coming off the bye week. You really question what have the team been doing in the bye? Um, yeah. And I say, you know, what two, I'm looking at two of stats now. What, 25 for 32, 285 yards, three touchdowns. Do you know what I mean? If you let a quarterback do that to you, you're asking for trouble. Um, and so, you know, I mean, it's the, the Browns defense this year has been really, really poor. Um, on offense, to be fair, even on offense with Jacoby, who, you know, I mean, Jacoby's done fine. Jacoby, if you asked any Browns fans what you expected of Jacoby through the front end of the season, all we would have wanted was fine. Um, nobody's under any illusions there, but we are theoretically sitting on one of the better defensive units in the league. 
and they've been woeful. They've been so bad. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we've got two excellent pass rushers, but the interior of the defensive line is an absolute honeycomb. Uh, and then bar one or two in the secondary, it's like open season. Yeah, Dolphins, hosed us, absolutely just did terrible, terrible things to us. You know what I mean? It was the, when you get this, the worst thing any NFL fan can ever see when they start to think about bringing in the backup quarterback. You know, like, oh, we're done. We're going to send out, what is it, uh, Thompson, whose first name I don't even know. Skyler. Skyler. Sounds like, sounds, you know, main character energy. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Skyler Thompson. You, you know what I mean? When you think about bringing in your backup QB, that lets you know how well your Sunday is going. <laughs> I pumped <laughs> to, yeah. to use a Scottish phrase. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny, <laughs> funny season for the Browns. You know, they're three and six, third in the AFC North. As you said, the, the, the quarterback situation, you've got you've got two more weeks before he he who shall not be named starts for the Cleveland Browns. They, they're going to go through this kind of weird quarterback transition kind of midway through. If, if they had maybe... If they had maybe a winning record at this point, um, or you know, even if they, you know, even they were sitting, I don't know, four, five, five, and four, you might think, okay, yeah, there's, there's something to 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 build on here, um, in that division. But you never know, you never know. I think that you know the, the Bengals do look as if they're they're getting stronger. Uh, the Ravens are still sitting top of that division. There was a there was a stat that um, I was reading through earlier on about the pass protection. Uh, ratings of every team in the NFL that the, the Ravens were top of that and it was it was pretty interesting reading actually it, it made you appreciate probably why the, the Titans always pass the ball to Derek Henry because they had they were like absolutely rock bottom and we'll talk about it later on because we'll talk about the Titans game but um, yeah the, the Browns I, I don't know what will happen in two weeks we'll, we'll talk about that in the pod when, when it happens um, and get your thoughts at the end but yeah it, it wasn't a great game for them um, let's be honest. The, the Dolphins did what we expected them to do. They're they're hugely entertaining. They're they're great to watch. And yeah, I mean, as far as their divisions concerned, the, the, the AFC East with the Bills losing, you know, the, the Jets um look brilliant and, and nobody can can rule out the Patriots either. So that that division, you just don't know what's gonna happen. Massive, massive game coming up uh, this weekend, which we will definitely talk about, the pass against the Jets as well. Um to two members of our, uh, our circle that are going to be going over there and uh, checking that game out. And yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens. Right. Studs, are you still with us? I'm, I'm ha- I am he is. Right. Okay. Okay. I just, just checking. Here. There was, there was a wee, there was a wee box with studs written in it. Your, your video had gone, but I was just, just checking that you might still be with us. Right, we've gone through the top five games. A few others I think we can just rattle through because there's been a few other, you know, didn't see that happenings that happened this weekend. Um, got to mention Eagles Commanders, you know, last night. I, I fancied that the Eagles to beat the Commanders pretty comfortably. Talked about it in Thursday's pod, but you, you've got to give the, the Commanders credit for an absolutely massive win. Uh, Heineke in particular, uh, just looked so determined to get something from that game. Terry McLaurin had a really good game. Him and Heine connected really, really well. Um, under Heineke, the commanders do look, you know, 
do look pretty good. Um, and maybe maybe a lot of people wrote them off a little bit too early. Um, the Eagles were sloppy. Um, they're I don't think it was a disaster for them. You know, they're still they're still eight and one. Um, there maybe was a little bit of I don't know going into this game maybe. Maybe a little bit of overconfidence. I don't know. Complacency, big style. Yeah, God, you think so? Going, going in seven and one against the team in your division that's uh, sat four and five, hundred percent complacent. Um, yeah, seen it in the, seen it when you kind of looked over the game. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, there was some bits that the score did slightly flatter the Commanders. You know, I mean, getting the yeah, getting did. the touchdown at the end of the you know the joys of we've got laterals going on and <laughs> yeah. skip it for the quick score. It does paint them in a very nice light. But that you gotta give credit to the Commanders. They went out there and they earned it. They were the the touchdown, the Brian Robinson touchdown it was incredible to watch. It was just pure dick right in the one yard line, and he's just pumping those legs to get himself close enough to just bump across the plane, touchdown. And it was that that's the kind of performance that was for the commanders. Pure grit and determination. You've seen it in the the clips that's doing the rounds um online of the, the commanders uh dressing room after it. And you get big Ron really struggling to just even communicate. He's that full of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Struggled to keep it together, didn't he? Oh you can understand <laughs> that, that speech from Scary Terry was unreal. Oh, yeah, I, I, I wanted to run through a brick wall for him after hearing him speak. Yeah, no, that that uh, was absolutely brilliant. Really, really was. You've you got to give, give credit as well. The, um, the the Washington kicker Joey Sly, like he had some like utterly ridiculous kicks. kicks as well. The the fifty eight yarder, I think, it was just just mm. before half time. Absolutely drilled it. Um, he, he, you know, didn't didn't really do anything wrong in that game. So. Yeah, like I say, you've got to give credit where it's due to the commanders. Um, I think you know, everyone wrote them off going into it, but hey. Uh, we, take, we take swipes at Kirk Cousins for knowing the ball on Monday Night Football, all that stuff. You look at Sly, Monday Night Football, it is, you know, the, the kicker in the NFL, a much maligned kicker, but that's a lonely place. I mean, you're the man stood there, everybody's got eyes on you, and it is one kick, and it's make it or break it, and he stepped up again and again and again and kept loving. Huge. And you, can, you could ask Eddie Pinheiro how lonely it is, how many games has he cost <laughs> the Bears this year? <laughs> I talked to Grant about that one. <laughs> Just on the commanders, did you see the, how many times they actually rushed the ball last night? I know, I was going to say that the, ball, the time of possession was crazy, I thought. Like, yeah, I, I, I think there was 49 attempts, if I heard that right today. 49 rushing attempts. Do you know what I mean? So that's just an unbelievable, unbelievable start. Gibson and Brian Robinson showing their worth. Could be a very good one-two punch for the commanders. But I also do think we need to talk about the absolutely outrageous face mask call that was missed on Dallas. I know. That, that I know, and now he's injured. That was horrendous. I seen it this morning in the highlights, and I was like, oh, the, how even the line judge that's in the far side has got to see for the way that his head moves, you can tell that's a blatant face mask. Yeah, I mean, your, your face that, doesn't just spin that way. <laughs> no, not unless I've been watching The Exorcist. <laughs> no, that that yeah. was a bad one, certainly. And yeah, it looks looks like he's um, yeah possibly going to miss 
multiple oh, games so that the waiver wire search um, for a tight end begins for me that that was bad news to wake up to um, <laughs> not, not so really pleased in that one tight end. yeah that's it there's, there's a, a plethora of oh, tight well, ends available well, well, a wealth really tight of elite tight ends <laughs> that I can I pick can up on the waiver I've got Jawan Johnson for you if you want <laughs> we'll, we'll talk later studs we'll talk later um, right another another <laughs> Another did not see this happening that we, we need to talk about before we rattle through the rest. The, the Raiders against the Colts. Jeff Saturday's Colts beating the Raiders. The, the Raiders' woes continue. It, it just goes from bad to worse. Uh, Hunter Renfro is done for the season. Um, if if you watched, did, did you watch? Uh, games. Yeah, Waller's away. Did, did did you watch? Did you watch Derek Carr's post game interview? I mean, <laughs> talk about uh, yeah. You talk about emotional. Um, I mean, he he looked absolutely. He looked dejected as well. Um, really, really. Like we, we we talked about it before. Some of the previous pods we've said, you know, all all is not well as far as the, the, the Raiders camp is concerned. Um, and, and again, we've you, you've looked at the kind of social media side of it this week. Mark Davis has come out again in support of Josh McDaniels, you know, saying he likes him, thinks he's doing a fantastic job. You know, they think they've found the right person. They believe he's going to bring the Raiders to greatness. I don't know what that greatness is exactly. This is, this is a guy who has just been beaten by a, a team whose head coach um, tweeted what two weeks ago that the uh, the Raiders were terrible. Um, I was I was reading some of the, um, the the comments and you know publications that came out afterwards. Uh, people basically just saying it's it's unforgivable that Josh McDaniels lost to Jeff Saturday's Colts, and you've you've got to you've got to kind of agree. I mean, I don't know how much you can pin on just injuries and bad luck. Um, but, you know, the, the number of games they're losing, uh, what what do they have to do to turn it around? Can they salvage anything? You know, they're languishing rock bottom in the AFC West. They're two and seven. You know, where do they go from here? Are the Raiders trying to throw Derek Carr under the bus to save Josh McDaniels? You're looking at that. I've literally just pulled up. Possibly. You're looking at Derek Carr's career. I mean, he's a reasonably consistent upper level quarterback you know like I can't say I've watched huge amounts of Derek Carr's career but um, you know you sat you skim at the stats um, you know you don't need to go hugely far back and he's you know chucking the ball for nearly 5,000 yards a season certainly more or less always you need to go back to what 2017 to when he had a season where he didn't throw for over 4,000 yards so it's not like he's an interception machine, but he's like Jameis back in that fantastic 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions here. So you've got a, to be to be harsh, you've got a competent quarterback who is doing what he can for the team. And yeah, the play calling for the Raiders seems really odd at times. They, yeah, it's an absolute tyre fire. I'm, I'm inclined to blame Josh McDaniels. I'm inclined to put the blame there. Derek Carr's not having a great year. He's QBR for the years, 58.4. So he's 10th in the league. So he's, you know, bottom half. But I mean, no, no, he's not. He's not even in his middle of the table. Um, so I'm blaming Josh McDaniels. Yeah, it just doesn't on. seem to be happening to them at the moment, does it? <clears throat> it's not happening for them at all. 
I'll be honest. We'll be back in Boston next season after up here in Las Vegas. (laughs) Back back by Bill's side where he belongs. (laughs) (laughs) I think they need to sign him a long-term deal. I really do. I think he's... I'm really happy with how they've had the Raiders performing this year. So. Aye. <laughs> I wonder why a resident fan is saying that. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Between I don't I don't actually know which one I'm enjoying more, watching Russell Wilson and his Broncos riding or the Raiders right. on fire. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Listen, guys, that's it's Good to talk about all these games. We we could go on and on and on. There are there are so many. I'm going to rattle a few a, a few more games that we'll rattle through. Um, just some highlights from week ten. We had the Panthers beating the Falcons. Um, Donta Foreman rushed for 130 yards. Um, on my bench. On your bench. Oh dear, poor management. Oh, poor management. You know, Marcus Mario had a had a poor game. You've got to say, you know, you wonder is it is it time for third round rookie Desmond Ridder to uh, maybe step in? You know, who riddle knows? Me riddle me this, riddle me that. Um, we've talked about the you know the Coach Raiders, the the Forty Niners beating the Chargers. Like we say, they're still in second place, but um, yeah, they're, they're certainly building on something there. Um, the Forty Niners, it, it all seemed to be clicking with the, the CMC trade. Good win for them. I put CMC uh, in a committee. <laughs> they're trading on Apex for CMC and they're giving goal line carries to their other backs or are, are they saving them for the playoffs uh, that, well oh. it's a bit early for that is it not Sa- no, saving them for, that's, that's confident if they were, they were uh, in, I'm waiting for them to put them in at safety <laughs> you know I mean they're <laughs> You know, they're still five and four um, Wait, but yeah they, they seem to be you see it? they're heading in the right direction certainly you say it's What's too early that? Craig but CMC's made a glass so <laughs> I don't. That's true. They're just trade for them and then lose them before the playoffs. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're just being overcautious with them, you know. It wouldn't be like the 49ers to have an injured running back either, to be fair. So it's a match right. between having. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, what else have we got? The, the Titans. They they discovered that you can you can throw the football. Um, I got I know, like it, it, you know, Nick Westbrook can actually catch passes. You know, who, who'd have thought? It's not just that the game of American football is not just pass the ball to Derrick Henry. So yeah, un- unfortunately for the for the Broncos and, and Russell Wilson, uh, you know, another loss. Their their woes continue as well. Um, and then studs the the Chiefs twenty seven seventeen against the Jags. Good result. Pleased with that. Yeah, dirty jags, dirty jags. I think our WhatsApp chat had a few dirty jags moments when I'd seen some of the tackles. To be fair, but um, to be honest, I'd said that on on the podcast on Thursday. Actually, this was one I was considering for biggest blowout. I thought we would dominate it start to finish, and uh, we didn't dominate it for the start. I actually loved the balls on Doug Peterson to go for onside kick straight for the kickoff. That was. Probably one of the highlights of the game, eh, to be a, honest. Love a was, mad special teams play. It was it was just nuts. Um, so as I say, from the uh, Chiefs just took over, and it was pretty routine. Which, to be honest, over the last few weeks, I'll I'll take a nice routine Chiefs game. So, but uh, the hat on Juju was egregious to say the least. And to hear the referees explain, I'd seen an explanation where they said uh, they felt it was shoulder um, rather than helmet. Utter utter BS. It's even if you're not going helmet to helmet, it's a defenseless receiver. He's got no chance to protect himself. 
So for the flag to be picked up was ridiculous. The MVS one, probably slightly less so on, but the Juju one was a horror tackle. Yeah, Chiefs definitely. fan complaining about a dodgy helmet to helmet decision. <laughs> oh, I never I never thought I'd hear such a thing. No idea what you're talking about. That was a clean hat face, Sorensen. <laughs> yeah, was a cracking fit providing you on the a cracking hit providing you on the UFC. Hey, didn't get called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am aware. <laughs> but oh, good, good win for the Chiefs and uh, and a happy, happy studs. So Absolutely. all, all is well in his world at the moment. Um, what else did we have with the Steelers beating the Saints twenty to ten? You know, I didn't see much of this game. I'm going to be going to be honest. I don't. It's one of these games you're kind of like meh. You know. You get these games in the, in, in the league where you're just like, did we learn anything from this? Does it make really any difference to anything? Not frame it slightly. Andy Dalton lost again in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, knock me down with a feather. I'm so surprised. <laughs> I think it might be time to get Winston back in there, you know, get the... I know. See, see how many interceptions well, we can get for the rest I, I of the picked, season. Yeah, I picked up the red rifle just to chuck in my bench, just as a kind of. We'll see what happens. You know, he may, he may <laughs> put in a couple of decent performances. Not wrong. Probably getting <laughs> incorrect. Getting dropped because I need to pick up a <laughs> tight ends. So sorry, you had your chance. See you later. I, I, I just don't understand why they're starting Andy Dalton ahead of Jameis. I mean, uh, I've got a sneaky feeling that Jameis is more hot than we were told. I don't know. I've just got like it was, yeah. was only a couple of broken bones in his back. I mean, how much can you really? I've got a feeling that was more serious than Andy's getting told. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's a strange one. If that's if they're starting Dalton ahead of a fit Jameis, then that's odd for me. But on the Pittsburgh side, TJ Watts back. I think that's really about all you needed to know for that. Mentioned, yeah. Mentioned him in the pod last week. He's just scary. He's scary good. I picked up the Steelers' defense in our fantasy game, Brian. So it helped I know, me. I, I, I know he did. Stuff. I'm aware of this. I am aware. <laughs> I noticed. Well, I, guess, I guess that's why you're not going to start Jameis Winston against the Steelers, though. If you've got some water coming up, just put a couple of wounds sealed in the back just to make a couple more. Ah, you make a good point, Murdo. <laughs> now on the injuries front we had another game that was a, a, a bit of a bizarre one you had, you had the Rams and the Cardinals the, the, the battle of the, yeah, the backups the battle of the backups John Walford and uh, Colt McCoy it was uh, yeah and it was I Colt McCoy that came out on top yeah Brian <laughs> we were just saying that before before we started of all the of all the quarterbacks you could have picked up Colt McCoy was definitely definitely the best choice so yeah good good win for the Cardinals um the the Rams I mean probably the, the biggest thing injury wise bad news for the Rams really really bad news for the Rams um Cooper Cup is not looking very good for him at all bad news if you're a, if you're a Cooper Cup owner in fantasy football um, yeah, big big concerns for the Rams. Uh, three and six. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means for them. They're, they're sitting rock bottom of the division not now. Done. Are we, are we sticking a fork, fork in them? them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you've got to, haven't you? You've got to think by the time. Cup going out. Cup going out is done. Yeah. That's it. Finished now. By the time Cup comes back, they'll be well done. You think? Yeah. Well, yeah. If they he comes back, gonna, they're going to massively, massively struggle without uh, without Cup. He, he really is the kind of glue that, that holds that offense together. Um, see, see, on a side point, did the Rams not uh-huh. do this the last time they went to the Super Bowl? They absolutely hosed the next season when they lost to the Patriots. I'm sure they were rotten 
the following season. Now, somebody can jump in and keep me right. Is that not is somebody that's not for the, the, the NFL that long? Is that not just as a thing really common? Like uh, the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl champions get the, the big Super Bowl hangover the next season and they really maybe not flop quite as hard as the Rams have flopped this year, but they certainly come nowhere near the heights that they were the year before. You know I mean, that hunger, that desire is just no really there. I see the chief, well, the Chiefs went when well, they won that. They went to back to the Super Bowl the following year, and then you're looking at the Bucks. They get in the playoffs, so there are. It does happen, but I think that if I, if memory serves me, the Rams have been really noticeable for it because I'm sure they were stinking after the loss to the Patriots as well. They've got no draft picks left either. I've draft two of them all. Yeah, certainly, you know, fair few, few teams out there have won back to back Super Bowls. I mean, you know, just yeah. just just ask the Patriots and several others. It is it's doable. Um, right, Muddle, I'm not neglecting you, mate. The G-Men, the G-Men <laughs> won again. Okay, it was against the Texans, who are utterly, <laughs> utterly terrible. But, yeah. but come on, Saquon Barkley, as we said, you know. Oh, <laughs> Studs is dancing on camera because he called it, he called it. <laughs> yeah, did you enjoy that game? No, here we go. Oh, no, do you know what? It was a very poor game. Um, Barkley was brilliant. Bell Cowbat just ran all over them, but... To be honest, the Giants should have been out of sight um, against them. First first quarter, um, Texans had three three and outs, and Giants could only put on like one touchdown. That's not good enough to get you deep in the playoffs, you know. <laughs> um, the the second half, to be fair, did did spark up a wee bit um, after like two scoring drives in the in the first half, um, a, a touchdown and a field goal for the Texans. It was like the first three plays, first three drives were touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. So there was a wee bit of life in it, but yeah, the Texans are bad. <laughs> They're, yeah, bad going on irrelevant. <laughs> Scary thing with the Texans is it's... Yeah, to, only, to only beat them by eight points is, is a bit embarrassing in my opinion. <laughs> Scary thing with the Texans is they're bad in every phase of the game. Do you know what I mean? They've got yeah. one... You know, I mean, Pierce is the one shining light, light. but like if you're shining light and your whole team is your rookie running back, that's a sad place to be. Yeah, like what what have you been building up until that point? Yeah, yeah. In in spells on Sunday, I was thinking to myself, like, Davis Mills, he doesn't look terrible, and then it looks like when they had a chance, had a chance to pull level, throws for a touchdown, gets pulled back for um. Is it a cover was holding or defensive? Oh, holding a defensive pass interference, then chucks a pick in the end zone. And it's just ah, like, yeah, he's not clutch. He's it not was, clutch. It, yeah, it was a holding <laughs> call. It was a holding call. Uh, I think it was a tight end. Um, get done with a hold, and it was it was a it wasn't even question. It was clear as day. Like it was yeah. a really bad. Uh, that's the, it was all over sexy Dexy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, boys, I've uh, I've been on the Twitter, right? Because we've had a few questions come in for this pod in particular, right? So I'm going to put some to you, see what you think, all right? So questions from Twitter. Let's see now. Riley88 
has tweeted, and I'll put this one to Liam, are the, are the Packers dead? <laughs> <laughs> how, how insulting. I know, it's terrible. I don't think I, I, don't think I should even answer that question. It's, it's so, oh, I think you should. Yeah. Are we dead? I, I, I don't think... I'll take the wins when we can get them, but we're we're going. Yeah, I'll take. Awesome. I'll take some. I'll take some progression. Can't really say. Good to see Watson doing something, as we were saying earlier. So at least something's. <laughs> it's it's like we said earlier on, Liam. It's like we said earlier on. You know that the cheese isn't completely off yet. <laughs> we're just going to cut the bits of mold off and hope and it doesn't see, grow back. <laughs> see, the, yeah, hope it doesn't grow back. So they're not dead. Okay, Packers are not dead. They've broken the losing streak. So we'll see what happens. Dan has tweeted in: Who wins the NFC East? I mean, I think the Eagles lost, but you've got to stay. They're still the hot favourites to win, surely. It, yeah, I think you do have to say Eagles are are the favourites, but there are a lot of divisional games coming up. I am in a space of I think it's seven, eight weeks, six, seven weeks. The Giants play the Eagles twice, the Commanders twice, and the Cowboys once. So their games are absolutely pivotal. You know, it's. But the NFC East, it's wide open. Like There's not a losing record there, which is unbelievable. When you think like, two seasons ago, the, yeah, the commanders got into the playoffs with a record of, I think it was, was it one, one win ahead or something. Like So, yeah, no, it's, uh, I think, I think, I don't think you can back against the Eagles yet, but no. a couple of big divisional wins for any of these teams and it blows it wide open. Yeah, it definitely does. I think I would consider that game, I say, a bit of a blip. There's a few kind of strange things that happened that game. A few unlucky calls, penalties, whatnot. I, th- I think the Eagles will take take this one in the chin, come back just as strong next week. Um, but yeah, let's see what happens. Um, Pat's texted, um, can all AFC East, this is an interesting one, can all AFC East teams clinch a playoff spot? Now, you know, no. looking at the AFC East, I, I'm going to say no as well. I think that it's it's a tall order. Um, yes, the Jets are playing really, really well. The Bills, after that loss, you know, six and three alongside the Jets. Dolphins are sitting top. Said before, you can't write off the Patriots, um, but there's so with many a, others. With the schedule they've got, <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Bill and the Patriots, come on. You just never know. Um, but yeah. no, I, there's, there's so many, yeah. I mean, the the Bengals, I think, are are, are rightly going to make a, a huge push and, and continue to to grow from strength to strength. Um, looking Bengals. at other, other, no, just Bengals. just eight. You're moving them to that. I'm just talk, I'm just talking AFC here because because <laughs> the question was, will the AFC East all those teams make the playoffs? I'm just looking at teams, other teams in the AFC. Well, they're supposed for one week and he's rewriting the entire NFL. Probably <laughs> <laughs> I see his logic. I see what he's I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all <laughs> the other teams. Who, who else can compete with the AFC East? You know, that was the question. Can they do it? And you, you've got to look at all the other teams outside the equation. What can they do? You know, who else is going to be outside the kind of top spots in the, you know, the South, the West? Who else is in amongst that? You know, you get the Ravens top of the AFC North. You get the Titans top of the AFC South. You've got the Chiefs who... You, know, you, you see them winning that division. So it's like, who who are the also runs in those in those actually, divisions? Actually, like the only ones left are the Chargers or the Bengals, as you say. Yeah. So Char- uh, Chargers yeah, and I, Bengals I, have got they've got the same record as the Patriots just now. Yeah. Yes. The Patriots are sitting bottom of that division. So I mean, yeah. 
I think with the number of divisional games that the AFC East have still got left to play, I'm going to say no. But could three of them maybe surprise you? Looking at the records just now, I would say three, but not four. There's ah, a reason that it's not been done in such a yeah. time. Yeah. It's, it's a long okay. shot, but we, we like to, you know, it was like uh, on Twitter last week with the bold predictions, you know, I, I like these kind of ones that make you think a little bit. Um, I'd, r- what, I'd what rather take a long done. shot at the Packers making the playoffs. Than <laughs> the oh, come on, come on. My thing for the AFC playoffs is the Jeff Saturday-led Colts to make the playoffs. I'd be willing to any one of you an ice cold pint of tenants, other lagers available. <laughs> oh, that's two yeah. things on the pod this week. So Muddles, he's getting a Saquon Barkley tattoo on his back and he's buying whoa, everyone whoa, whoa. a pint <laughs> if the Colts make it to the playoffs. Fantastic. I, I said at uh, a Super Bowl champions tattoo addition to my, my leg tattoo. Nothing no, no, I heard I heard full back. That's what <laughs> I heard. I heard full back uh, tattoo of Saquon. <laughs> Listen, guys. We've had an absolutely brilliant time talking about the games this week. It's been just, absolutely brilliant. But oh, Studs is waving frantic before I'm, I'm we leaving, off. Just I, I had a trivia point earlier. My internet Ooh, issues when we lost. Caused, okay, caused it. So fire away. Trivia question: This is obviously the last week of the international games in Europe. We had Munich earlier on. Do you know who scored the first ever touchdown on the international series? Of the first international series game in London. No, I don't. Just an easy I question. No, no. It will become a part no. why I've said this. Uh, I'm not quick enough on uh, Google to, to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no it cheating, was, no cheating. It was Julio Jones. Oh, so that was oh, the reason oh. I because Julio scored in the, in the first ever German international game. That is an absolute gem of a fact, Studs. <laughs> I'm glad you came back just, just for that absolute gem alone. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Guys, We've I think I think we're out of time. We've had a brilliant, brilliant time talking about Week 10. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I hope you, know, you guys listen have enjoyed it too. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at GridironCrew. That's G-R-I-D-I-R-N-C-R-U, all one word. Um, on behalf of myself and all the crew, Brian, Murdo, Liam, Studs, absolute pleasure, guys. We'll talk to you soon and we'll see you in the Week 11 preview show. Thanks very much. <laughs>